Hello, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So tell me, how was your week? It's terrible. So I'm going through the process of kindergarten admissions for oh, my dear sweet AJ. Yeah, I've heard that's terrible. <laughs> it's really stressful. I mean, it costs so much money to bribe school officials. I know. The cost is, you know, exorbitant it's right exorbitant. nowadays. I remember back in the day, you could bribe people for like a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> now it's the just... The subway and a pickle was a nickel. I've had to save up my whole life just to pay for these bribes. And um, there's also the Photoshopping. Like this uh, kindergarten consultant I'm seeing asked me to Photoshop AJ's head on David Beckham's body <laughs> and say that no. he's the captain of the pre-K soccer team. <laughs> no, you're jumping the gun here. This is such a nope. This is this week in nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is no. My sign is no. My number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, we start the show with the elephant in the room, and sometimes we have a little thing where there's like dueling elephants, but this is a case where there was like a stampede of elephants. There, there was, was no debating there what was we were There was no gonna... question. We got the push notifications about this huge news, and uh, we were like, cancel the show, cancel the lineup we had ready. We have great stuff, but like we got to talk about this. And Rachel, you were assigned immediately to write about this for Vanity Fair. Yes. So I, I had a piece today about Operation Varsity Blues, Okay, which is this- It's amazing. You should go look it up immediately. We'll, we'll link to it in the show notes. Thank you. And it's the greatest college admissions conspiracy- <laughs> Of all time, prosecuted under the RICO statute. (laughs) Like, it is a huge scandal. 50 people were arrested. It involved Academy Award-nominated Felicity Huffman. Oh, my God, one of our finest living actresses. It was like a woke actress, I thought. She had Transamerica. Phony baloney. And then we had... Lori Laughlin, who is known oh, as Aunt House. Becky from Full House. And Fuller House. And Fuller House on Netflix. Yep. And now they will be starring in this <laughs> season canceled. seven of Orange is the New Black. Um, <laughs> but so, so let me tell you how this scandal yep. happened. It was over the course, it was from 2011 to 2018, this uh, college counselor named William Singer he would offer these very wealthy parents a menu of services. Okay, so they wanted to get their kids into good colleges. They wanted to get their kids into good colleges. And he had relationships with some very elite colleges, including Yale. And Stanford. And Stanford. And um, USC. And Wake Forest for some reason. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. I just don't understand. Good basketball. Okay, fine. Um, But so they would... You know, they wanted a sure thing. You have the Kushner style of buying a building or yeah, endowing a chair. Yeah, that got into Harvard. Right. It did. I okay, mean, there's yeah. no way to prove it. So there's it. a legal way to get your kids into elite schools, and then there was this way. Right. Well, there's the front door, which is basically <laughs> just like actually doing work and studying like what you and I did. I'm not saying we didn't have advantages in life, because sure. of course we did. Yeah. Then there's the back door, which is how Jared Kushner got into Harvard. And then there's, there's the like side the, door. the cellar door. No, it's like sneaking in through the fucking garbage The window. <laughs> And that's what these people okay. do. Okay. So the menu of services was he would either 
cheat on the SATs for you by like get enlisting like a fake proctor to correct your scores or take the test for you. Which is the same thing, basically. Right. They make sure you, you get the answers right. Right. Or bribe the college <laughs> officials into saying that your kid was a student athlete and offering them one of the slots. Were on the kids the actually student athletes? They were not. This, um, <laughs> of not. this part of the scam involved photoshopping pictures of children's heads on top of the heads of actual athletes or stock photos in some cases. Okay. It was <laughs> Felicity Huffman and her kid. Photoshopped on a stock photo. Lori Laughlin did, okay. not Felicity Huffman. <laughs> okay. So what they did in the case of Felicity Huffman is so you have to first go to a psychologist. It's a very elaborate thing. You go to a psychologist and you get your child designated as having a learning disability, okay. which is despicable of, right. anyway because it, it faking a learning disability, like whatever. But I've heard of this before. I've okay. heard that people fake this to get extra time to take the test. But this wasn't even that. But right, so you you get the letter from the shrink saying this child has ADD or whatever and needs like an extra day to take the test. And then you say, oh my God, I can't take the test in Pennsylvania. I have to either take it in Texas. Like I have a bar mitzvah. I have a bar mitzvah in Houston. <laughs> this is bad for the Jews. This is very bad for the Jews. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, most of these scandals. They're all bad for the they're Jews. Bad for they're the Jews. No, except for Jared Kushner's donation. That was... No, 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 (laughs) bad for the Jews. No, unequivocally. (laughs) Okay. So, okay, so they had two testing centers that they controlled. One was in Houston, I think, and the other one was in West Hollywood. Wait, (laughs) West Hollywood? (laughs) Yeah. Like, epicenter of, like, testing excellence next to, like, Lisa Vanderpump's gay nightclub. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that's where you go to take the test. And um, some of some of the time the students weren't even aware of this. They would take the test and then the proctor would like take the exam and like erase the wrong oh, so answers. So they didn't even have to go to Houston or West Hollywood. It was just like happening in the background. No, no. They were in the testing center in Houston or West Hollywood and the proctor was a fake plant oh. from this guy. It was a, like a total. This is very elaborate. It's this very is elaborate. Like a, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> it is. No, it totally. It's going to make a great movie one day. And yeah. so Felicity Huffman, maybe she'll star as herself. Yeah, it's like she, Shattered Glass. She paid $15,000 just for for the services of, that's you know. It's a bargain. It's a total bargain. For a grift? For a grift. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's what um, this guy Singer said. He said, my clients, they don't want to go in the back door and spend all this money. It costs 10 times as much. This is a sure thing. Like he, uh, they want Everyone wants a sure thing. They want a better return on investment. Okay, this is the whole world now. Everyone wants ROI. They want ROI, yeah. Risk reward, like everyone's doing the calculation. They're doing the CAC to LTV (laughs) LTV. (laughs) (laughs) ratio. It's despicable. I can't stop saying that word, but it's it's the only thing that really describes it. No, it's apt, apt. And so Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky, (laughs) basic Becky. Becky Becky with the good hair. she does have good hair. She does have good hair. Um, what she lacks in ethics, she makes up in, in hair. hair. <laughs> and she's married to this um, 
very wealthy fashion designer named Massimo Giannulli who had oh, that Massimo, line. Oh, Massimo, yeah, it's like Target. Right, so they could have like really afforded to go in the back door the way Jared Kushner yeah. did. But instead, they, they went chose, in the basement garbage dump. They chose this route. <laughs> they spent $500,000 for their two daughters to um, submit fake athletic profiles of them as coxswains for the crew team (laughs) like on crew on crew and they'd never (laughs) rode a day in their life and so to take this photo so they were obviously like participating in this scheme because they had to take these fake photos yeah and they took them like at the gym (laughs) on like a like a nordic track or like a i don't think that exists anymore nordic track like a like rower, some like some a, a rowing gym machine. rower. No, who uses a rowing machine anymore? So well, <laughs> dun, you, dun. you have one. Okay, <laughs> all right. Sorry, it's like there's one like right next to us. <laughs> okay, so they they photoshopped the heads onto a rower <laughs> and then and called them a cox a cox coxswain. slapper. I think yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very prestigious position. Oh, on of the course, team. it's like the little girl. It's like on the, the leader. Yeah. It's the leader. Yeah, and so she gets in. To USC, both of the daughters okay. do, yep. and has never rode a day in her freaking life. So this is one big scam. So there's so much to unpack here. I mean, like socioeconomically, like these people who are already in the 1%, it's not good enough for them. They not only need to be in the 1%, they need to be sure that their kids, I mean, I understand like Yale or Stanford, but they, how hard, I mean, I don't mean to insult USC, but like, how hard is it to get into USC? For real. Like this, these girls must be <laughs> must like, be really, really right. like dodo birds, you know, like just try a little. I mean, I'm sure they could have done it, but right. they're just lazy fucking assholes. Like <laughs> they don't want to do shit, you know, like I remember I studied pretty hard. Oh yeah. Like the SAT cards haven't actually studied the SAT. I mean, my biggest stress about this, like my parents didn't have any money. I had to like learn what extemporaneous meant. Yeah. Right. And the worst like tragedy that happened was like someone spilled coffee on my SAT cards or something. I just wanted to like get it over with. I took it during my sophomore year. And you I, the SATs? Yes. Oh, wow. And then You're I, impressive. I, then I just like applied early decision and got in and I didn't have to worry about it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But this is not what these people did. No, these they're people, grifters. They're grifters. We're in a I grifter just, world right now. And it all, of course, the fish heads from the fish rods from the head down. This yes. is, uh, you know, but we need to pay attention to these things because it's. Not just the federal government, not just Trump that's a grifter. It is insinuating every part of our society. It's really like if there's a scandal to like a scam to participate in, there's like a line around the block. It's like famous people <laughs> are like, in. sign How me up. How come I never in? get to grift? Nobody ever offers me a grift. If they did, I would seriously consider it. We are not being offered these opportunities. We I do don't not think deserve we're, good things. We're not rich enough. I think that what they should – how are these schools not monitoring who gets in as like a recruited athlete and doesn't participate? They secretly in the sport. want it. They want it. I mean, I know the coaches were po- lining their own pockets, but like it benefits everybody. Like money dictates but everything. Some of the schools say they didn't. They fired these coaches for being crooked. Yeah, and, they had to do that to limit their liability. But they should have made this girl this 
dumbass like YouTube influencer named Olivia Jade, who is at USC now. They should have made her be the coxswain of the <laughs> rowing see, team. Those people did. work so hard. They get up at like 5 a.m. Yeah, and row, so like, early in the morning. They would never. <laughs> Felicity Huffman does not get up that early. No, <laughs> no. These people would never. They wouldn't last one day. Okay. No, shut this down, please, Rachel. I, I've heard but, enough. But like, no, but I do want to also address the fact that like while we're all focused on these Hollywood people, which I get is like delicious. So I think we also need to talk about these like um, finance and legal business moguls that were trapped. So it wasn't just actors. It wasn't just actors and like these Hollywood people. These were like serious like titans of industry. Like there's this guy named Bill McGlashan who works for TPG, which is one of the largest, most prestigious private equity companies. He's the head of social impact investing, which means he's like hobnobbing at Davos with like Bono and whatever. And he's like just the leader in this field of like ethical investing. And this is what he's doing. He's paying people... To Photoshop a picture of his son on a football player. I mean, I don't player. know what's worse, if he, like, did it and knew what he was doing or if he, like, didn't think it was unethical, which leads to the question of, like, what does How did he get firm? that job? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that for? Yeah, so that's that's pretty terrible. And then there's um, this other guy, Gordon Kaplan, who is the co-chairman of Wilkie Farr and Gallagher, one of the most prominent... In the world. White shoe New law York firms law firms. in the world. Yeah, sure. And um, he faked a disability for his daughter so that someone could secretly take Wait, the SAT. Wait, he faked a disability? Yes, you know, a learning disability so that someone could take her his daughter's SATs for her. That's terrible. I mean, there's people who have real learning there's, disabilities. Yes, this is despicable, but that's not even the worst part about <laughs> like, it, Ryan. We're still not so at the worst part. So it was, not, it was not enough to fake a disability. It was not... Enough it's like Diana. Like, right. it, it, it wasn't enough that actors were doing it. If it wasn't enough that business executives were doing that. So the way the scheme worked was that there was a fake charity set up called like the Key Foundation, which is supposed to be like an educational charity, which is disgusting in itself. And all of the bribes were funneled through oh this charity so that then they could take the tax so it's deduction. Not the, it's not enough that these people were using their privilege to actually purchase spots fraudulently for their kids in the top universities. But in addition, they got a tax deduction, a tax deduction for, for it. For right. it. Wow. I mean, it, that to me... Which cuts a 40% off the price. Yes. The discount. A, a bargain. It's a discount. But, it's a discounted grift. I mean, like, this where do we Can even I just begin? cut this off? No, this I is mean, like the worst of America this here. Is, uh, this is the worst. And the investigation is ongoing. We will continue to update you because this is exactly in our wheelhouse of topics that we love. <laughs> okay, so but no. But it's such a nope. no. 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 Up and no to all of you. No. Fuck you all. <laughs> I have something that um, caught my eye this week. Um... It got me thinking that people are obsessed with wanting to live a long life. Like, I don't know, I want to live a reasonably long life and enjoy it. And when it stops being enjoyable, like, it's time to go. It's time to end it. Right. But people are so obsessed. If you could put a dollar value on it, like, what would you pay to live a really long time? Like, how long is really long? I don't know, like a uh, hundred or more, like, like Grandma Annie. Like super high quality life? Yeah, I mean, yeah, good life. Strong core, strong abs. I think that's a really priceless. <laughs> yes. What if I told you you could have it for one point four million dollars? I'd say that's a bargain. <laughs> it's in fact a bargain. <laughs> well, I have found a way for that to happen. Oh, good. The Tell key me. is a uh, a very nice house in East Hampton. 
Oh, and you even get a house. <laughs> you also get a house to live in, right? It's a 2,400-square-foot ha- house, and it was built by a couple named uh, Madeline Ginns and her husband, Susaka Arakawa. <laughs> okay. And it's called the Bios- Bios- Biosclave House. Biosclave? Yes, like uh, like bios, like life, I guess, uh-huh. or like biology, and cleave. Oh, like cle- like to cleave, like, like to cleaver. cut your life in half? <laughs> no, but it's the opposite. It's to double your life. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's what makes this house extend your life. It is very unusual. It has, <laughs> it has, it's designed very interestingly. It has floors molded into bumpy hills. It's designed to make you injure yourself. It's floors molded, it, uneven floors, randomly placed poles for you to hit yourself with, <laughs> windows located at odd places like floor level, and power outlets at odd angles, like 45 degrees angles, so that you have a reasonable chance of electrocuting yourself. I have some questions. <laughs> and it was made intentionally dangerous because, quote, a sense of comfort inevitably leads to death. Of course it does. So it's to keep you on your toes. So living there naturally extends your life. It's to improve your mental acuity because you're constantly like at risk of bumping That's right. And you're aware of your mind-body connection and you're avoiding the poles and you're keeping your balance on the unlevel floors. So living there should naturally extend your life. The only problem is they both live there and they're both dead. <laughs> then they're there? They both they're died. Just sort of like... I don't know if they died in the house from like hitting their head on a pole or not, <laughs> but it's not going over that well. It's for sale. They're not. It's not going over that well. It was originally priced at $4 million and now it's at one point. I feel like why did the electrical outlets need to be at weird locations? Like I think that accounts for the decline in price. Like at least have like that's normally easily replaced. I think the 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 bumpy floors are more difficult. It's more structural. It's sort of embedded into the infrastructure of the house. I would just say live with a child, and they have like AJ has like toy cars all over oh, the place and marbles. Over. Like I'm constantly but imagine if you had to myself. like twist your hand to like put the plug in the wall it's really terrible so the reason why they they were motivated to do this is apparently they were both traumatized by the cold war <laughs> okay i don't Even know I realize how, how, just how tell me how this relates to a house in east hampton <laughs> Talk about privilege. Like, we're traumatized by the Cold War. So 40 years later, we're going to build a house in East Hampton that injures people. But now who's they... traumatized by the Cold War? Of all wars to be traumatized by? Like... I don't know. I don't know. Um, so not everybody is buying this. Maybe nobody is buying this. But they brought in the academic experts. Um, and I'm going to quote Dr. Ted Strange of the esteemed institution Staten Island University mm-hmm. Hospital. And he said, from a scientific point of view, there is no basis in what they're saying. So I'm glad they're getting called out. Okay. And yet, oh, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, this house is painted in 40 colors. I know. You showed me a picture of it before. It looks like um, like a Googleplex, like a miniature Googleplex. Yeah, yeah it does. So you know, maybe, but maybe they don't have like hills, like little, it's like a miniature golf course. I feel like a tech executive would live there. Well, that will extend your life, like Elon Musk, who will maybe live Elon forever. Maybe Elon Musk will buy it. 
I don't know. Live forever. But, you know, the paying for the insurance on a house oh, like that is probably God, like through the roof. Having it appraised, no one like, will even insure it. That's no, the problem. It's uninsurable. It's like <laughs> you're it's on like, your own. Like, like they come over and they're like a house on stilts <laughs> in Duck, North Carolina. Like they're nobody, just like no, <laughs> no, no. Ah, get me out. <laughs> okay, no, no, no to weird. life-extending house. It obviously did not work for its builders. Um, Something else, like, really caught my eye, uh, especially, of course, in the New York Post this week. That's where I get all of my news and information. Um, There is big news this week, multiple items, in the world of animal resurrection. I Yeah, I've sort of, like, heard about that in the ether, but I just, like, didn't want to... Yeah, I was reading in the New York Post, and I stopped dead in my tracks. And, like, for a long time, people have been talking about using the DNA of prehistoric animals to, like, resuscitate them. Yeah, Michael them. Crichton's been talking about that for <laughs> yeah, quite some I, I time. I recall there's a movie about this, and I, but I can't conjure up its name somehow. <laughs> so it turns out that they are in- tantalizingly close to resurrecting an ancient mammoth. This Get mammoth, the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> This mammoth... Has a name like a woolly mammoth? Yes, like in yes, the Museum an ancient of Natural woolly mammoth, History? and it is called. It has a name. It's called Yuka. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And scientists at Kindai University. There's a lot of Japanese, uh, and I've spent They're a lot of time forefront. speaking with Japanese people. They're amazing. It's a great country. The forefront of technology. Yeah. Scientists at uh, Kindai University in Osaka have uh, extracted bone marrow and muscle tissue, and <laughs> the way they're going to bring this mammoth back to life. Is that they have injected it into the ovaries of a mouse? (laughs) (laughs) What? Impossibly. Impossibly. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a mouse that's going to give birth to a. So they're very good at like microbiology, but they have not taken a step back to like think they about. They think like they've never visited a zoo or a pet store. I don't think they know how what the size of a mouse is. The crazy thing is, they did the first test of it. This is why it's news, and it's working. So this is a twenty-eight thousand-year-old creature. And they put it in the mouse, and they say it is, quote, triggering signs of biological activity. What is so there that There is mean? a nascent in utero like a, mammoth. Like an embryo? Inside, yes. Inside it's of a an- mouse. <laughs> I cannot imagine. No good can come of this. Like, I, is it going to burst out? Is it going to, like, shed its mouse skin and emerge as a fully formed mammoth? It's going to Okay. I have one better because, like I said, there is big news in animal resurrection <laughs> this week. So um, we're not just talking about, ma- uh, <laughs> about mammoths. We're talking about full-fledged dinosaurs. <laughs> and they have a new technique by which they are planning. It's not, it's not happening right away, but they think that in five to ten years they have a path, scientific path to doing this. <laughs> just in time for Purim. And it's very <laughs> for Sukkot <laughs> next year. And it is even wilder, but it sounds like it's going to work, and it, there's promising signs. Um, they're going to try, start, mutating chickens backwards. What? <laughs> so they're going to induce— Like reverse yes, evolution? reverse osmosis. They're going to—yes, <laughs> they're going to um, re- retrofit, reverse engineer a dinosaur from a chicken. So famed paleontologist Jack Horner says, quote— 
of course, birds are dinosaurs. So we just need to fix them <laughs> so they look a little bit more like a dinosaur. So this is kind of like when they take a goat and like graft like a unicorn horn on it and, and like There's trot more, it I out. Have more, scientific, more scientific evidence here. Um, the guy says that the major differences between dinosaurs and chickens are tails, arms, <laughs> hands, and mouths. <laughs> okay. And they've already flipped certain genetic switches in the chicken embryos to reverse engineer the bird's beak into a dinosaur's snout. This is very frightening. I mean, we have seen this movie. And it's not just Jurassic Park. This is like every post-apocalyptic film ever. Like Dinosaurs into chicken? Well, um, <laughs> lest you think that it's a hybrid, they have a name for it. And it is called, of course, a chickenosaurus. <laughs> We are about to be living among chickenosauruses. <laughs> so but there Chick-fil-A, are, there are, what there, are the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> there is still one big challenge. The biggest challenge is not the enormous body of a Tyrannosaurus rex or a Brontosaurus. It is the tail. The quote is the tail is the biggest project. That is what is holding them back. They can make the beak, the claws, the mouth. They cannot handle the tail yet. So that the I'm optimistic. What about the feathers? What about the exterior? No, chickens have feathers. No, but what about the dinosaurs? No, we, didn't we learn that dinosaurs have feathers? They're they, closely related. Yeah, I mean, they might have. We don't yeah, know for sure. Feathers, scales, they're all sort scales. of similar. Yeah. Reptiles. Right. Uh, were they reptiles? I don't know. Yeah, they were like megafauna reptiles. I think they're the closest to birds, actually. That's dinosaurs. right. That's yeah. right. So yeah. there is hope. Chickenosaurus might be the first roaming dinosaur. We're going to have mouse mammoths. And Chickenosaurus chicken- is the dinosaur we deserve. <laughs> we are garbage we people. We do not deserve nice things. We deserve chickenosauruses. No, oh, no, no. Stop Just this shut research. this down. No, this no. Really Stop dangerous. this research. You're playing with cure fire. Cure cancer. Cure AIDS. This is disaster. This Stop this no research No good right could come away. of this. Trump, no. the one thing I... Cutting off scientific research funds is an abomination. But in this one case... Stop it. Redirect these resources. Redirect it to... Give it to the MTA so my sixth train doesn't stop every (laughs) 30 seconds. No. 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 no, Just shut this down. Shut this down. Okay. Here's one last... You know, for me, uh, you know, usually, Rachel, you come up with all the interesting topics. This week, I feel like I had some really really good... You've stepped up. I've stepped up. That's right. Um, There was a... I mean, I want to talk about pineapples. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course. Okay. Why not? <laughs> From dinosaurs to chickens to pineapples. They are very primitive looking. Like, they're bizarre. They like, are. there's no other fruit that looks anything like them. They are the internet's most divisive fruit. Why? That is according to Fox News. And I always believe oh, whatever Fo- the world's foremost experts on They're them. probably, like, talking about that on the day that, like, Paul Manafort was sent. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, pineapples. Yeah. And it's Obama's fault. Right. Obama <laughs> is creating a schism in the world. Over pineapples. (laughs) Well, um, I was thinking about this, that there has been a real lack of innovation in eating pineapples. Like, it's a pain in the ass. Like, there's a reason people buy, like, the cord pineapples. Oh, I always do. It's such a pain. Such a pain. You need, like, an electric sword. And, like, like asbestos gloves. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, impossible. So there is now a Japanese video showing a brand new, innovative, disruptive way to peel and eat a pineapple. Okay. And it's hard to describe. We'll link to the video, I'm sure, in the show notes. And the way to do it is you, like, cut off the bottom. 
you hold the spiny exterior and you can actually just peel away chunks. It naturally comes away um, like the chunks in the can and you could just like circle around and eat the chunks. And this seems like it would be helpful. It's basically people are calling it peel and eat pineapple. Oh, kind of like how you would peel an orange and sort of and like... And take out the segments. Like right. you don't even think of pineapple as having segments. Oh, but, but it you does. That's them. true. It's very, it's very segmented. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's like segmented it's like a study. Like a cohort, <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> right? Cohort analysis. And of course, once this was displayed, Twitter lost its fucking mind. Like this is not a way to eat pineapple. No, like, I mean, people... it was both sides. <laughs> both people sides. People rejected like, it like or embraced it. Right. Some people were like, my whole life is a lie. This is life changing. Okay. So sad that people define their lives by how they eat a pineapple <laughs> but but the antis were just as vitriolic they said i just tried it fake news sore fingers kitchen is a mess kind of <laughs> works but it's useless like it looked like a crime scene yeah after, yeah, yeah there's like blood everywhere and shreds of finger skin and flesh and I don't know. I'm going to try it. It sounds... Oh, I'm totally going to yeah. try it. I mean, I, I'm allergic to most fruits, so that's like a fruit I can actually eat. And so it's delicious. Let's maybe try it next let's week. Let's try it next week. Okay, we're going to have a live peel-and-eat pineapple... With like, our special guest. Right, we have special guests coming up with... Uh, it's like Cook's Illustrated, that show where they test everything like scientifically. I think we should do this, find out if it's better... I suspect that's going to be. I think we're going to be pro peel and eat. I think pineapple. so too. Okay, I think so too. I'm glad that finally the internet is being used for something productive, for something constructive. I'm all in favor of it. I'm against the haters. So, so no, no to, to the all haters. Of you. No, to the no haters. Like, like this is not something to fight about. <laughs> I almost is... just got hoisted on my own petard there. But uh, <laughs> no to the haters. Let's give let's give peace a chance. Let's give pineapple. A chance. It deserves a redemption. So no, no. absolutely not. Um, you know, I was th- I was thinking about this as I was doing this. Like Lacroix, which we've talked about a lot of times, has amazing flavors: pomplemousse, right. tangerine, apricot. But one flavor they do not have is pineapple. Is pineapple flavor? Mm, yeah, I wish they had that because they're despicable. So we're not drinking Lacroix today. No, we're, we're drinking, drinking like regular bourbon, <laughs> bourbon and vintage and bourbon. seltzer, normal whatever human drinks. Right, <laughs> and we've talked about Lacroix before. We talked about the odd. Airborne sexual assault tendencies of That's its right. The nine-year-old CEO of LaCroix actually flies his own corporate jet, and there's a co-pilot, male co-pilot in there. Two of he, them. Two, and he grabs their junk while they're in While in they're flight, mid-flight in the and cockpit. And they can't escape, and finally there was a lawsuit. But hey, he's a monster. He's a monster. And we shouldn't be drinking LaCroix, but we kind of do anyway. Sometimes. Not today. Right. Um, but this... We all make moral compromises <laughs> in the interest of, of expediency. <laughs> there's no flavor. It's like an essence of... It's like they wave a pomplemousse over. What is a pomplemousse anyway? It's a grapefruit. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. You didn't take the SATs. I, <laughs> I, I hired someone to do them on my behalf. Right. Um, so this week, uh, LaCroix reported a significant drop in third quarter profits, and the stock went down 20%. And Nick Caparella, the 82-year-old CEO, was not having any of it. So <laughs> he wrote a stream of consciousness sort of letter slash poem <laughs> to shareholders. With, this is very Elon Musk, right? Here. Yeah. Was he smoking weed at the Except time? Except it like had a headline that was like in Comic Sans font. It was like very <laughs> like dafting. It was like very old school. And the headline said, we just love our LaCroix. 
consumers chant, but there was no like punctuation. Who's chanting this? Is there any <laughs> evidence of There's, this chanting? There was no Is this evidence. Like the Green Revolution in Algeria? Like, are there Venezuelan like protesters? There was nobody chanting this. Okay. This was in his we own. We love head. our Lacroix. <laughs> Consum- <laughs> these consumers. And so in the letter, he said, "We are truly sorry for these results stated above." Which <laughs> is like exactly what you want to hear from a CEO of a company you've invested in. Um, negligence, nor mismanagement, nor <laughs> woeful acts of God were not the reasons. Much of this was the result of injustice! Injustice! <laughs> Wait! So, okay, so at least he didn't say it was an act of God. He said it was injustice. But did anybody What kind of injustice think, has been inflicted upon uh, what him? What could be the injustice? And and did anybody think that woeful acts of God were, <laughs> were the ever, reason? And he's like... Ever, ever a reason for missing your corporate, your, est- your analyst estimates for earnings report? Like, thank quarterly. God he's, like, disabusing us of that, like, theory. Because I was concerned that this 20% drop of the stock was a woeful act of God. <laughs> no. No, no it was injustice. What kind of injustice is he talking about? Like the allegations about his mid-flight groping? But that was like a few quarters ago. So yeah, I feel if that like had been the case, it would have reflected. It been reflected in the results, like in much the third earlier, quarter, not on the first quarter, the fourth quarter that they're reporting on now, presumably. Right. So this is. I mean, he says mismanagement <laughs> is like sort of mixed in there. It's definitely mismanagement. <laughs> and then he also said. Managing a brand is not so different from caring for someone who becomes handicapped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you cannot say that. Okay, so then he was. You cannot say that. (laughs) (laughs) Who says that? (laughs) Nope. Nobody says that. So they were contacted by a reporter. So LaCroix is in a wheelchair (laughs) or not in a wheelchair. Like, who? Thanks. Like, in what head of communications is like, I'm just going to blast this call out. Call us. Right. Call us, LaCroix. We can help you. <laughs> so Vox called. It was like, what was meant by this? And the spokesperson said that well, all he's saying is that the loving care one provides to someone with special needs is what he does every day with the company. What? Does he consider his co-pilot people with special needs? I, I don't know. This I mean, is disgusting. this is a bridge too far. This is terrible. I mean, to to exploit that concept of empathy and sympathy for the disabled to explain, to explain your, explain your, own your pathetic earnings and your own incompetence is the worst thing I've ever heard. I don't understand. Like, who is the board of directors of this company? <laughs> I think it's him. Could, he probably owns eighty nine percent of the company. Like, but where are these people? Are they? Could they like voice their concerns in the media? Could they please is stand up? A place in France? I don't know France well enough. Maybe they're all like sitting there in the monastery or something, like in the basement. In the. <laughs> Just sort of like basking in. No, they're in like a health spa where they're like like warm water spa. One of those like end of life spas where you <laughs> like, like check in. But <laughs> maybe that's who he's empathetic to. I don't know where we're going with this. This, this guy needs to be either removed from office. He needs to be impeached, recalled, or. We need to fucking stop drinking LaCroix. We say we, it we and all. we keep doing it. Okay, so nope to it's LaCroix. It's like heroin. Okay. We cannot. It's not even good. We cannot it's condone this behavior. No, no. We do not deserve nice things. If we tried we to have, like LaCroix and it is just. It, we it's can't like, defend it anymore. It's pig vomit. It's, no. No, we cannot have it anymore. No, LaCroix, we are swearing you off once and for all. I'm having vintage seltzer, which is like from the yeah, that's 1950s. What I was saying. 
and it's perfectly good. It's perfectly fine. There's Absolutely plenty fine. of and other one tenth of the price, and I'm all in favor. So no, Lacroix, no, this dude. We should just never mention you again. Your brand Your is garbage dead to monster. Us. No, dead to us. No. Okay, uh, this is my final topic. Um, you know, there was a summit between uh, Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un of North Korea. And, you know, it's almost like he's being normalized, Kim Jong-un, not Trump. But, like, Kim Jong-un is being normalized as a world leader. And we forget sometimes how fucking bananas he is. Yes. Like, the cult of personality that, you know, they say that this little fat pudgy guy is, like, an amazing athlete and, like, his first time on the golf course, he had 18 consecutive holes in one. Oh, and the sky opens up the sky and the opens sun up shines and he wherever he rainbows. goes. Yeah. Right, exactly. But you know who else is an amazing golfer? Donald Trump. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. I, I served that I much. actually know someone who was once a caddy for him. I know and someone who cheated. just golfed with him. Actually, and he, they said he was. Well, wait for this story. So he maybe he cheats, but there's some things you can't do. You can't, like, cheat like when there are witnesses and like there's a tournament there's so much you know uh documentation it's video and everything so in fact he won legitimately right the 2018 men's club championship tournament at the trump international golf course in west palm beach also known as the winter white house or the summer white house no, don't, we don't say that here right, okay. on this podcast <laughs> the only problem about his championship win is that he didn't actually play <laughs> <laughs> he was so that would not, be the only way he, he possibly not could win. Physically present at this tournament. So who was playing in his stead? Okay, so this is according to golf.com, <laughs> for which I am conflicted. <laughs> the actual winner was a uh, golf guy named Ted Weiss, which I'm sure we should know if we were golf people, but we're not, so we don't. And uh, so Ted Weiss actually won. Trump wasn't there. And Trump said, the only reason you won is because I couldn't play. And he complained that his duties as a leader of the free world kept him away from, from the golf, golf course. Right. But it did not keep him away from claiming the victory. Oh, so he took the victory from yes. this, from this <laughs> he professional? Would have won. He would have won had he been there. But he wasn't because he was being commander in chief. So he decided he should have won. And wish this? fulfillment, right. But no, 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 there's part two to the story. So he decided that he should make some attempts to be legitimate here. So he challenged uh, Ted Weiss uh, to a winner-take-all golf-off, which is like a dance-off. I guess they had like a sudden death tournament <laughs> okay. to see who was the better golfer. And according to reports, this is the quote, the final score was unclear. Okay, we know what that means. <laughs> There's nothing more clear than (laughs) did the ball go in the hole or not. (laughs) It's kind of binary. (laughs) It did. It didn't. It's not like the Heisenberg uncertainty. (laughs) It's like a a beam of photon (laughs) going through a hole in a box. (laughs) Um, Okay. So um, the final score was unclear. And then Trump, I don't know, tweeted or said, this isn't fair. We'll be co-champions. So he granted – this was very gracious of him. This is more gracious than he normally is. He said that he will share the championship with the guy who actually won the championship twice. 
This is disgusting. I know I shouldn't care about golf, but every t- this guy just gets so under my skin. He's just corrupt to the core. And he he can't... can't let anything go without corruption. Right. Like everything is a grift. He's like Felicity Huffman. He's the square. He's the Felicity Huffman of or the government. Or he's the square root of Felicity Huffman, <laughs> as we're learning. Like she's pretty bad. Well, he's setting the tone. The fish rots from the head. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. Um you know, I see what we're going to talk about next. You know who? So no, no to golf. No Trump. To, I mean, there's a million reasons to say no to Trump golfing, but this is like we never see. We see he's golfing. We know he spent a third of her, his presidency on golf, but we never really see behind the curtain what actually right, happens this is in this the golfing. Thing. Like, if he had his way, nobody would ever win anything except for him. Like, that's if right. he was and there, that's what he have in. In common with Kim Jong Un, exactly. They're very right. similar. They're very. They're 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 in love. He said they're in they're, love. They're kindred spirits. Yes, exactly. So no, yes to Ted Vice. Yes to Ted Vice and Golf.com, like, who broke the story I hope wide he tells open. The truth about this and and exposes this. But nope scandal. to nope to him because also he probably just like slinked into the background. While Trump took credit for this illegitimate victory. Right, he should have Just said like no. he stole the election, he stole this golf championship. No. No, no absolutely not. You know, I saw who we're going to talk about. I don't even know what the story is, but I saw the name on the rundown here. You know who's also a despicable human being? Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. We've talked about him before. Your former employer. My former employer. He's the CEO of Twitter. Um, he wasn't always the CEO of Twitter the whole time I was there. Right. But, um, Stripe, Twitter, same thing. Um, right. He splits his time between two publicly traded companies. I mean, even if he was the best CEO in the world, it's just a really no, difficult No, it's a task. shitty thing to do, right. Yeah. So and, what did he do this so, week? Well, I just want to, you know, last time we saw him, he was meditating amid a genocide in Myanmar. Who among us has not Who, He, he <laughs> sent his beard hair, allegedly, to Azalea Banks to turn it into an amulet. Who among, who among us has not? And he denies <laughs> it, but Azalea Banks says he did it. And he's, I, I, believe, I believe her. her. Okay. I believe her. And so, you know, and then he's talked about how he's fasting for productivity purposes. And that's why he went on a well-known anti-vaxxers oh. podcast this week to talk about his, quote, one meal a day strategy, as well as DIY cold tubs <laughs> and extreme time-saving workouts. Wait, 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 stop, stop. Okay, so he's like a quantified self-person, so he has one meal a day. He wants to see if it, is he trying to lose weight? No, he's be super skinny. He's super skinny, right? So, okay, so he's doing the weird one meal a day, the like fasting diet, which kills people probably. It's like the survivor diet. But what is this about the <laughs> cold tub? I don't cold know. Tub? The, podcast? the DIY cold tub. It's not that hard to have a cold tub. Just fill your fucking bathtub with cold water and get in. <laughs> right. That's DIY. Yeah, DIY is you turn the cold tap on. Okay, right. so why was he on an anti-vaxxer thing? So this guy, Ben Greenfield, he's like a known like tinfoil hat wearing lunatic. Yes. And just, I mean... Very recently, he's tweeted, like, everybody knows that vaccines cause autism. So there's no way to, like, deny right. that he, he not, knew this. He's on, not a deniable – there's no plausible deniability that he is an anti-vaxxer. Right. He's denied that he knew about it, but it's not a plausible. Right. It's yeah, not yes. plausible, right? And so, Hence the definition of no plausible right. deniability. So um, I think it was Goethe that said, show me who you spend time with. 
and I'll tell you who you are. Oh, and this, I didn't know that was him. I, I think it's show me who you appear on podcasts with, and I'll tell you what you That's believe in. That's the modern in. version. That's why we have the best guests. We always have the best guests. Right? And we, it reflects well on us, and it reflects well on them. Totally. But not so much in this case. And, you know, Kara Swisher has been begging Jack Dorsey to come on her podcast, and he refused to do it. He, like, agreed to some... Twitter interview that was a disaster. No, Nobody no could thing. follow no, along. She's a queen of podcasts. She's, she's a queen. She's period. a queen of questions, and she's and he's a queen coward. Of questions. I like that. <laughs> right, Kara. Please come on the podcast. She we said just she would. The que- she said she would, she's but a, we're no, gonna no. Sh- we'll get her. We'll okay, get her. we'll get her. And um, he's a fucking coward. And and this all is happening even as companies as despicable as Facebook. Yes. And YouTube are deplatforming anti-vaxxers, yes, and he's embracing one. And much like the Alex Jones thing, when he didn't take him down until after everybody else, here we go again. And so Dorsey tweets at Greenfield, I appreciate all you do to simplify the mountain of research focused on increasing one's health span. Grateful for you. What is this no, research? No, this is nonsense. This is not research. No, this guy doesn't believe only, in the scientific not method. Not deplatforming people, he's amplifying he's, the voices of the insane. Saniacs who are not only just spouting ridiculous theories, but they are killing children. Killing children. This person is kill- there are measles outbreaks across the country. This person is killing children. And we always say Twitter is a negative impact on society and that, like, indirectly it causes all kinds of terrible things. It has some good things, too, I will it say. It is now killing children. But, but like, like, just one endorsing these people... He doesn't even realize, like, he's giving a platform to this person and their beliefs. Okay, and this is no. Nope. The this consequences is, are very is, bad. This it's is a, a total very nope. Clear nope. It's a total nope. No. Don't go on a podcast by an anti-vaxxer. It's no, as simple as that. we need to shut these people down. And in fact, if there's an anti-vaxxer podcaster, they should be taken off of Apple Podcasts and off of all the other ones and off of Spotify. Just shut that down. That's hate speech. It we is. We should classify this stuff as hate speech. That's I, what we should I do. I think it's dangerous, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, I'm exhausted. So much terrible stuff this week. It's unbelievable. So now, to revive ourselves and our listeners, you dear listeners, we now get to our yups. Well, <laughs> before wait. we get to our yups, oh, okay. I so I have this thing, and it's sort of hovering between a nope and a yup. Oh my god, moral ambiguity. That's it's, not what this podcast is about. This better just, be. This better I don't be good. Know, I don't know where to bucket it. So there was this video all over. Social media. Not of, about pineapples. No, it's not about pineapples, but it was about Mitt Romney. Oh. And, you know, we've talked about how he said that hot dogs are his favorite meat. And he recently and his said- his fa- second favorite is hamburgers and his third favorite is steak. Right. Right. So he has very <laughs> diverse culinary interests. <laughs> and, you know, just like that, his favorite dessert is a Twinkie. Okay. Because oh, he's so- He's a man of the people. He's so of the people. And so uh, it was his birthday and his staff made him a birthday cake out of Twinkies. Oh, or it looked like it was out of charming Twinkies. charming and cute. And there were a lot of candles in it because he's pretty fucking old. (laughs) And um, instead of blowing out the candles, he lifted each one one by one and and took it out of the Twinkie cake and blew it out and put it back down. What? What? I mean, did he invent this method or was he just like, oh, no, I don't know. I'm old. I do not have sufficient breath in my lungs to blow out all these candles at once. It's a very unorthodox method. And I think that's what's causing the the divide. Okay, So why is this ambiguous? So I think. It seems like a nope. It's ridiculous. At first blush, it would (laughs) seem a nope. Let me go deeper here. But then if we're thinking about the spreading of disease, I feel like this, you know, we're in the middle of 
March. There's a lot of cold viruses going on. I don't want anybody blowing on my cake. I think this is actually like a really thoughtful, compassionate. But he's blowing on each individual Twinkie in some way. He's concentrating. No, no, no. He's taking the candle, oh, the candle out. out. Oh, blowing. it's very hygienic. <laughs> yes, it's okay. very hygienic. Okay, so- I'll grant you this. Maybe this is maybe this is our very first ambiguous yup nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a yope. Okay, so it's that- a yope. Okay, but please, can we move on to yes, our yops? Let's move it's on to our ironic yop. for a podcast that's about terrible things. This is the thing that people like the most. It's the only reason they listen to the end of the podcast. These are the things that provide us with a little ray of light, a little beacon the of thing hope. thing that got us through the week. Yeah. It got us through the week. This is the only reason. Why? Rachel, yeah. so, I think you have one. Yes. My yup goes to Judge Amy Berman Jackson. I've been waiting all week for I the sentence. I love anyone with three names. Oh, Hillary yeah. Rodham Clinton. Fantastic. I love her. Yeah. And, um, Martin you know, Van Buren. <laughs> 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 Okay. Ulysses S. Grant. Okay. So I've been waiting all week for Paul Manafort to be sentenced because his last sentencing was a disaster and yes. he, he got such a short time in jail. Today he was sentenced to 73 months, which is six years and one month. It's getting in jail. better. It's getting longer and better. Yes. And um, it's 30 months concurrent with his other sentence plus an additional 43 months. So if you net net, it's a total of 90 months, which is 7.5 years. That's more than Joe Judice. That's great. Yeah. So that's good. And in case he was hoping for a pardon, the minute the sentence was announced, Manhattan DA Cyrus Vance, who gets an honorable mention, yup, in this case, he charged Manafort with 16 additional felonies, including mortgage fraud, conspiracy, and falsifying business records. So so now he he can't... That's a lifer, maybe. So he can't get a pardon from Trump because that's separate. Okay, so he's shitting his pants about this now. Right. And so Amy Berman Jackson in court today, her quotes were... She's the federal judge. So on point, yes. And she said, court is one of those places where facts still matter. She said, if people don't have the facts, then democracy doesn't work. And he he gave her this like bogus apology. And she said, saying, I'm sorry I got caught is not an inspiring plea for leniency. Badass. Yeah. She's a badass. Right. And then she said that the defense argument that Paul Manafort would have evaded punishment if not for the special counsel investigation falls flat. She said the argument is being repeated for some other audience, uh, which I thought was fantastic. That so, is awesome. Yep to so you, yep, Judge Jackson. Yeah. You're the only Jackson I can get behind. <laughs> you could do no wrong. Go ahead and eat your salad with a comb. I will still be a... Lifelong fan. Here's my yup. My yup is a, a TV show that was on, uh, I guess, a couple of years ago now, and it won a bunch of Emmys. Um, it's part of the American Crime Story series from Ryan, Ryan Murphy, Murphy, I think, right? And uh, they did OJ first, which I did. I don't love crime stuff, but I love the OJ. Yeah, it was and great. they they have the assassination of Johnny Versace. Yes, I've been wanting to watch, which that. is a few years old now, but it's just landed on Netflix. Yay! And I started it the first few episodes. It is absolutely magnetic. Darren Chris as Andrew Cunanan is fantastic. I've never felt so, like, intrigued by a serial killer. Uh And Johnny Versace is a a complex character. So I'll make it very short. So just like Russia, it's not, I mean, nothing could be as good as Russian Doll. It's not as complex. It's still aired on regular linear TV. But I highly recommend you go on Netflix. It's recently been added. And go watch The Assassination of Johnny Versace. That wraps up this week in Nope for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can reach us on Twitter at Brian Hecht. And Rachel D. At Rachel D. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, which if you didn't make, if you made it to the end, you obviously saw something interesting <laughs> in saw here. Saw something that you liked. Right? So rate, review, give us five stars, please. That sounds a little thirsty, but 
you know, we haven't got, we only get five stars nowadays. We do. I'm pretty proud of that. Me too. It's pretty great. Thank you so Thank much for you. listening. It's been an absolutely terrible week, but it's been such a fun podcast to record. This has been This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend? We got a lot in common. We can 